This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Still kind of cruising through the winter, probably have conservatively at least a few more weeks to go in the lockout. No major Red Sox or MLB developments have happened since we last recorded. So we are going to do another episode of Roast the Host. Charlie Smith and I have 20 questions. We each came up with 10 apiece for Job Goddard, who will be on the hot seat tonight. So we'll be firing away. Some of these are, are personal questions. There are some uh, Red Sox, MLB questions mixed in as well. When there's a league-wide lockout, these are the shows we have to do to, to stay consistent. So we did one with Jason Kelly on the hot seat. That was probably about three weeks ago. You could probably dig down in the archives for that one. You ready, Job? I think so. All right. Be candid. That's what this is all about. Let's see what we can do. And for the listening audience, the the questions are probably PG-13, so nothing uh, raunchy. This should be a kid-friendly show. Charlie was trying to slip some raunchy ones in there, but I did have to nix them at the last minute. We won't get into details on what those were. But, uh, Charlie, go ahead. I'll let you lead off, and we'll go every other throughout the show for, for the record for the record i can't confirm or deny that last <laughs> bit that terry mentioned but i'm gonna go ahead and uh kick this one off so job awesome to see you as always and uh terry great to see and hear you as well first question we have on the docket favorite sport to play in school does kickball count as a sport yes kickball done oh, awesome at kickball did you guys play uh, something we called up here in Maine called Matt Kickball, where the bases were huge? Or did you have not regu- that I remember? Uh, okay, N- negative. We had like these plastic, like super thin bases that you like threw down. Okay, but I don't even remember that being super serious. I just know that I can kick the ball really far. We had and these I'm really slow. Huge. So I kind of need that. We had these huge bases uh, when I was in high school, which admittedly was probably 15 years before you, but uh, class of 2001 right here. Um, But the bigger bases led to more aggressive base running because you could just dive and you were going to land on it no matter what. And it was just a fun form of it. But It's been a long time since uh, I played kickball. Most of my high school slash even most of middle school was pretty much snowboarding. That's, that's what we do for gym class Really, in Switzerland. Oh, you know, a spoiled people. Um, I also, I consider myself a good soccer player. I don't think anybody else would consider me a good soccer player, but I, I like playing soccer too. 
Soccer's good. Hey, man. As long as as long as you think you're good, it doesn't matter what other people think. You know, as I long as you think you're the, the most best. Confident players, the player at any point in my own game. So you were the best. You, you. I was gonna say in Switzerland, was your dad like in the CIA, something like that? No, no, oh. actually, sells medical devices. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right, well, yeah, it would be cooler. I'm gonna to let him know. go with a repeat question from the other show. Nice little primer for the rest of it. What was your first car? I still drive my first car. I'm a lot younger than you guys. Uh, 2007 Honda Accord. It's got 109,000 miles on it. All the lights light up when you turn it on. <laughs> all right, all the all the warning lights, but uh, it, it's still running. And uh doesn't really go anywhere anymore. It's not really a highway car, more of like an around town car. I don't need one in DC, so it, it does me good for now. Yeah, DC has a subway system, so subway, bus, they have really cheap Uber. It works out. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a pretty good first car. Well, it's it works. Yeah. It still works. Good on so gas, very that's reliable. That's all I really ask for, Terry. You know, I'm similar to you. I'm not like uh, Charlie over here who needs to have like a sports car, Porsche, something <laughs> to, uh, you know, to get up in the morning. I'm pretty much like, does it get me to point A to P? Am I going to die if it hits the ro- if it hits the side of the road? Or a squirrel. And how much does it cost? That's it. Yeah, See, I'm concerned about getting from point A to B. You're, you're concerned from A to P. So clearly <laughs> I do need to have a fast car. Whatever it's going it to get there a lot quicker. But the Honda will make it to P. The Porsche probably won't. I do not drive a Porsche, for those wondering. Tomorrow, um, I'm, would... I'm going to look at a um, a Mazda 3, a 2008 Mazda 3. And they're asking, You're not on the Tesla yeah. wave yet, Terry? Come the, on. They're asking 3400 for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right in my price range. I'm so cheap when it comes there to cars. You go. See, I, I thought Terry was going to move down to South Carolina. And then all of a sudden, he was going to stop being frugal. And he was going to treat himself to like a brand new Tesla. No, 3400 really nice in South Carolina is a supercar, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sounds uh, good to me. Cool. It's 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 a good car. You'll you'll enjoy it. Um, Joe, I'm just gonna turn the clock back. Uh, just a, a couple a couple years here. What was your favorite toy growing up as a kid? My favorite toy growing up as a kid. Uh, that's a good question. Um, how how far back are we going? Oh, you know, when what? you were like six or seven, so like four years. Six or seven? Uh, yeah, screw you. Um, <laughs> I would say... However however old do you want to be? I mean, Legos. literally, as a kid, technically... I, I was mean, a big Legos guy. Cool. But I wasn't like the buy the set and like follow all the instructions Legos guy. I was like the have a bin full of like Legos and build my own Lego like center. It was like a whole garage floor filled with Legos. And I built out like a little city and every, every little character had their own story. You know, um, I, I was big into Legos. Solid. Gotcha. All right. So this, this is a good one, Job and, uh, be candid. That concerns me. What is a quirk an ex-girlfriend had that would piss you off? That would piss me off. Like just something on a daily or weekly basis that you'd give a major eye roll to. Like, are you kidding me? 
See, see, this one's again tough, right? Because I'm a lot younger than you guys. There's a lot fewer <laughs> options to pick from here. Um, let's see. The eye roll. I mean, something I roll my, I roll my eyes at from from an ex. The expectation that no matter what you're doing, you're gonna answer your phone. I don't. I don't like that. And I do answer my phone no matter what because I'm I'm pretty good at being on top of it. Unless Charlie calls, then I leave him to go to voicemail. But otherwise, I'm pretty good at that. But the the expectation that you're gonna always take a call, I don't like that. All right, I could I could see how that's annoying. Yeah, I, it's mostly like, you know, it's fine the first couple of times. But if you're especially if you're doing something, and they know you're doing something then that gets annoying really quick. Yeah, you need like, your space. They know, they know I'm on the air. You know I'm on the podcast. Why, why are you calling me three times? You know, that kind of stuff would drive me kind of crazy. That's that's valid. I actually put my phone in Do Not Disturb. I can show you how to do that later if you want. Um, no, thank it's... you, Mr. Mac. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, so this is actually, this has been a very cold month. I'm going to change this up and try to warm it up here. Favorite vacation spot so far. Two-part question. Favorite vacation spot so far. And then next vacation destination you've never been to. Okay. Uh, well, this is easy. This week, I told you both, oh, I'm going out to Colorado. I'm going skiing. So that's my my next up on the list. Top vacations. I would say... The coolest vacation destination location was not my best vacation. But um, I'm going to have to go with the Red Sea in, in Egypt. It's a, pretty re- it's a pretty cool vacation destination. I don't know. Are you guys resort people or would you guys more be like a, go somewhere and like enjoy the local side of things? Like I'm curious. I- I'm all for exotic. Because, like, let's put it this way, right? I went to Mexico last year, or even earlier this year. I was in Cancun. I've been there a couple of times now. Had an absolute blast. I left the resort, like, maybe twice this time. And, you know, most of the group that I went with, they all went to see, like, the the Mayan ruins and, like, all kinds of great stuff. And I did not. I sat on the beach, had a couple of cocktails, you know? So it, it depends on what kind of vacation you're going at. But I was able to go diving in the Red Sea, see some cool animals, barracuda, stuff like that. That was probably my favorite vacation. Yeah, I kind of like to, I'd be more on board with your friends. I'd kind of like to go out and venture, especially if it, like what Charlie said, was somewhat exotic and whatnot. When we went to Oregon, um, I was there exotic for... Exotic followed by Oregon. I love it. <laughs> well, I'd never been west of the Mississippi. Well, I did go to Reno once, actually, but uh, and Topaz Lake, which is uh, near Tahoe, I think. But um, but we did whale watching, which is cool. You don't have a lot of that up, uh, at least off of coastal Maine. And the hiking was pretty good. I mean, Maine isn't really a, a mountainous state. The Appalachians do kind of touch uh, the the northwestern part of it but um but yeah anything anything out in the woods or you know on water is uh really cool charlie i'm a big on the water fan but uh i went on one cruise i'll never do that again 
That that was like misery times ten. Like the whole time I was like, Oh my god, there's too many people. Oh my god, there's so many people. And oh my god, there's nowhere to go where there's not people. It was like claustrophobia one on one. And I'm not claustrophobic. You know, those Fenway seats are pretty small, but I'm okay at, at a sold-out Fenway in those bleacher seats. I don't mind. They're not that small. Uh, I don't yeah. dislike crowds. I hate cruise ships. Fair enough. Cool. All Thank right. you, Joe. Here's uh, my first baseball one of the three that I do have. Pick a manager. Alex... Terry Francona. <laughs> yeah, that was choice number two. Either him or Alex Cora. So you would go with Francona? Absolutely. I didn't know there were choices. I was just, I always would go with Tito. Yeah. Me too. He's he's easily the best manager that I think we've ever seen. I think a close second that I would go with at any point would be Joe Madden. I like Joe Madden a lot. He's a different kind of guy, but I, I like Joe Madden a lot. Um and, and if I had to round out like a top three, I would have trouble turning away from like a, a Bobby Cox character down in Atlanta. I know he's probably like 95 at this point. Uh, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of old school touch and feel manager that I would prefer over the uh, robot. As long as you didn't say John Farrell. I thought about saying it just to see what you would say, Terry, but this is supposed to be a candid episode. <laughs> Charlie thoughts on. No, I, I actually, I, I didn't know Bobby Cox was that old. I had to look back. I was like, he's 90? He's 80 years old. But, geez, I had to double check. I was like, See, I just, I just took a guess. That far? I just took a guess. You I weren't no far idea. off. I thought he was close. I thought he was like 87, 88. So I was also wrong. Um, Francona will easily be my favorite one. There's no question. Like, I, I miss that man. If he came back to Boston, I'd be a happy person. I'd be like 18 all over again. There's very few people that I think I, I always will take their side over the organization. Because generally, you know, I'm a team first, everybody else kind of be damned person. For mm. example, if you're rooting for Tampa Bay in this playoff race here, I don't agree with you. I hope he never wins another game. It's like watching your ex-wife succeed. I don't understand it. Why do you like it? It's weird. Um, but Terry Francona and the way that they treated him on the way out the door, I'm still upset about. I would absolutely let him manage any game he wanted to manage for the rest of time. You know, I, I've Fair said enough. this before on the show. 04 was cool. 07 was cool. But his finest performance as a manager was really with that Indians team, getting them to game seven with only one bona fide starting pitcher. I know Bauer made some starts, but... He, Everyone's arm fell off in that in that run. yeah. Exactly. And Bauer, like I said, was like a five something ERA guy, kind of looked like a busted prospect. This was in 2016. And obviously he's since won a Cy Young and got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> but um, but that team and, and it wasn't like this high powered offensive team either. So I just thought him getting to game seven and extra innings of game seven nearly won the World Series with them. I thought that was his finest performance. Yeah, I think it's either that or it's 07. You know, I mean, 04, everyone likes to talk about it. Uh, that team was a juggernaut, right? Like, yeah, we had to get past the Yankees. Greatest comeback ever in sports history. Totally agree with it. 
But I mean, everyone in the in their world knew that when Millar got on base, you were going to pinch Ron Roberts. The whole world knew he was going. There wasn't anything managerial that was genius there. No. And the team to get to the playoffs, it wasn't like he didn't have talent, right? But I, I think that 07 team, they truly dominated in every phase the entire year. That would be my favorite Terry Francona managed team. Good. Uh, this is going to be probably a quick one. What's your favorite TV show of all time? That's not a quick one. That's tough. I'm a I'm a TV guy. I I probably watch two to three episodes a day on any given day. Uh, I probably average like one or two series a month all year. So I, I watch a lot wow. of television. Uh, I would say Breaking Bad is up there. Game Game of Thrones had you know four good seasons, maybe five, uh, followed by the worst ending in television history. So that kind of writes it off. Uh, but I would have to go with uh, Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. Good choices. I just don't see how you can not choose one of those. Like, there's a couple of other options in there too. I really like Prison Break. Um, season one, especially, I thought was fantastic. But a lot of shows, I feel like, run two or three seasons too long. And those were the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that are just better as they go on. I'm actually watching Cobra Kai right now. I didn't think I'd get into it, but surprisingly, it's been phenomenal. I'm only right at the end of season two, so I got a ways to go. But I've heard good things. It's on my list. Uh, yeah. If I like it, I... I say anyone would because i'm more of a documentary style type show well you're old (laughs) i guess yeah northwood's law is one of my favorites recently it's like cops but with game wardens and they're in maine and new hampshire so it's kind of pretty local but i i did that specifically because i needed to see charlie's face when i said that (laughs) am i the most mature though Probably not. <laughs> exactly. Maybe on this show, but I think Andrew has his beat. They they haven't seen the war room, but I'm usually <laughs> instigating or something. But yeah. All right. I'm up next. Best two pizza toppings. Ooh. It depends on the combination. Because I wouldn't put these two in combination. But I, I generally would say Pepperoni and chicken are my two go-to pizza topping options. But I wouldn't put them both together. So what's a pizza then? Two on one pizza. If you're calling... Okay, two, two on one pizza. My go-to pizza yeah. is probably a sausage and bacon pizza. That's a good one. So you like the all pork theme. Oh, yeah. No, like <laughs> give me as much... Like anything that stops my arteries, that's what I want on my pizza. <laughs> If it's not good for me, I want it on the pizza. That's key. Who do you order it from? Well, uh, when I was in college, a lot of my roommates used to call me uh, the KOD, the King of Dominoes. Okay. I was at one time, at one time partial to Dominoes. Um, I've since kind of avoid try to avoid pizza. I'm not good at avoiding pizza, but I I try to avoid it. So I would say of late. It's probably a local place. I like I like trying to do the local mom and pop stuff, especially right now. Yeah, I 
when I go out to eat, that's where I go. I, I eat at a local restaurant and avoid chains. But for some reason with pizza, you get the best deals with, unfortunately, Domino's, Papa John's. Domino's, though, to their credit, they put that garlic in the crust, and it's just delicious. Oh, it's so good. If it's hot, like leftover, it's not as noticeable, but, you know, cold pizza. But, but um, yeah. Charlie, thoughts? No, I just, I uh, I know what I would do for my two toppings, but no, go ahead. Job, so is, I, watch, I, I could, I could go into it. Or um, pineapple and mushrooms. Is that what it is? That seems like a... It's pepperoni and pineapple, baby. Come on now. I knew it. Quick I plan. knew it. I knew pineapple was on there. Okay, so... Why would you... Bacon and pineapple is my go-to. Bacon and pineapple. Oh, you're both pineapple people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fr- Interesting. Yeah, that's very polarizing on pizza. Pineapple is. It is. <laughs> My girlfriend yeah. eats pineapple on pizza. Yeah, she's a classy gal. She's a classy gal. Yeah, in Italy, it's it's frowned upon. Am, so, she's uh she's a uh, quite quite the woman. I approve. Ba- Job's girlfriend. I haven't met you yet, but I approve. Bacon and mushrooms also uh, something I like. Mushrooms are another thing that that divides people. <laughs> See, I I like mushrooms. I even I like mushrooms on pizza. I just don't necessarily trust that those mushrooms are fresh. True. And, or you know, good mushrooms when you're getting it from Domino's. True. Yeah. All right. So next one we have here. Uh, keep it light. Most embarrassing moment as a kid. Oh, there are so many of these. Uh, see, it's a lot fresher in my mind than, than for some of you guys, you know. Um, <laughs> most embarrassing memory as a kid. <sighs> I right, instantly know come five. Back to you on that one. That, that, I'm gonna have to pass to the next question, and we'll get back to that one at the at the end. I gotta think on it. All right. Okay, we could do that. I mean, we got some time. We'll come back on it. Uh, this one you might not have quite as much trouble with. Who played the best Batman? Oh, that's also hard. Uh, look, I like Bale. I, I think he's great. Um, but I would say Wayne was the the best, um, as, yeah, I'm going to go with Bale. It, it's just easier. He's my generation's Batman. Uh, I'm too young to have actually seen the others when those movies came out. Um, so I'm just going to go with Bale. I don't I think know you were born. <laughs> I don't think you were born when the other ones came that's out. That's what I'm saying. I'm too young to have seen another Batman, so. When you said Wayne, that's his character's name. Which Wayne are you talking about? I'm saying the best Wayne is is, is oh. Bale. It just has to be. Okay, all right. Because I've seen some lousy ones. Let me tell you, I've 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 actually been offended with some of the Batman choices they've had. I, I think well, who's I, the next Batman? That's the question. It's like who's, who's the, the worst 007? Batman? Who, who's, who's what? The next Batman? I, it, has be, next it has to be. It has to be the next. The next Batman is Robert Pattinson. Oh, is it actually? I haven't even. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the new movie. Yeah, the tra- out. yeah, that's that. That was the question. I answered the question. That's oh, Robert so Pattinson, and, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might not watch that one. I, a vampire to a bat. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. I haven't seen the George Clooney Batman. I don't even remember the title for it. Don't. But yeah, don't. I don't even want to waste your brain. brain I power like Clooney. On it. That one but, or Val uh, Kilmer. Not as Batman. No. It's no. it has to be either no to Christian both. Bale or Michael Keaton. I mean, if Michael Keaton all day, every day. You think so? Okay. 
Oh my god, it's not even close. I love Christian Bale, but Christian Bale that wasn't even Christian Bale's best movie. Well, I, I like. The, it also wasn't Christian. It wasn't really Christian Bale's uh, steal on the show. And he's okay. Right? Heath I mean, Ledger he's stole good, the show, but it's all Heath Ledger. Yeah, you're talking about the Dark Knight. That was the second one. That wasn't even the first one. Oh, the first one. I mean, no, no one cares about the first one. You're talking about Batman Begins. No one, no one really cares about the, Batman Begins. It sets it up. Dark yes. Knight opened it up. He, Dark Knight it, Rises didn't do. If someone as says much. you want to watch Batman, if you assume they want to watch the Dark Knight, of course. Because Heath, better, Ledger, better Heath Ledger was a method actor, so given my former career, like I could talk about people like that all day. They're they're impeccable professionals. Like they live the role. He became the Joker. He was Joker. That that was an incredible performance. He made everybody around him better. Thoughts on the new Joker movie? Either of you? Did you see it? Oh, I did. No. It was If not, you should. Charlie, you should see it. It's good. I'm actually going to do a live stream. I've kind of been planning it out. It'll be on my I think on my personal account. I, I don't know which one I'll do it on, but um but that that's going to have something to do with it. Let's put it that way. And while while we're on the Joker topic, I just want to say that I like Jack Nicholson way more than I like Heath Ledger when you compare all their movies, but but Heath Ledger was by far the best Joker in you know in the Batman movies anyway. And and Joaquin Phoenix's performance in the Joker um was also brilliant. Oscar worthy. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't really put a lot of store by the awards and stuff uh necessarily, but uh and I'm not a Joaquin Phoenix guy, but he was fantastic too. Yeah, I like a decent number of his movies. I'm not sure about all of them, but just side note because we we talked about uh, we're talking about Christian Bale. He did win an Oscar in The Fighter, which is a phenomenal movie starring. Great movie. Yeah, thank you. I was a if big you seen that fantastic movie. I was a big boxing fan uh, in high school, and Mickey Ward was a local guy, you know, out of Lowell, Mass, and. I went to a boxing match at the Hampton Beach Ballroom and Casino in New Hampshire, and it, Mickey Ward was in the main event. It ended up being named Fight of the Year by Ring Magazine. It was just an all-out slugfest. And, but, but with Bale playing that, the thing that was just so that blew me away is Bale is British. He's a he's a British actor, but you wouldn't know it watching that he's, movie. He's 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 from the UK. He's from Wales. Oh, he's from Wales. Okay, so he's from yeah. the UK. But to just to master the American accent is is amazing. But to to hone in on an actual New York uh, New York excuse me Boston accent and you know and and play that part, he's just phenomenal. <laughs> Christian Bale, I mean. Yeah, so I, he's good. I think he's good in almost everything. In fact, um, watch him in American Psycho. Ford v Ferrari with Matt Damon as well. That that's a movie I would recommend. That they're both in. Together. I haven't seen that one, but uh, I've heard. It I don't good. really care about cars. That's, I don't that really that care came out a couple reason. years ago. But it's that old, came out a couple good. years ago. Yep. There are some movies that he's done in the past that are insane. Like he was in The Prestige. He was in The Fighter. He obviously did um, uh, Batman, but he's done so much. Like I could, you have to see American Psycho if you haven't seen it. That's that's twenty, I think twenty years old now. That movie, give or take, um, and that's yeah, like my age, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a really good movie, and it, it was it's a it's a psycho movie. It's 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 
it's literally you're you're on your your wits end the entire time. That movie is insane. All right. So that being said, we're gonna shift over. Best sports bet you've placed and won. Placed and won. Oh, see, like there's a lot that I placed and lost. Um <laughs> that I still think are good value. Currently sitting on Bill Belichick, coach of the year, plus 1,600. He's not going to win, but I'm still very happy about that. Um, placed and won. Well, uh, two weeks ago, I placed a six-team NFL parlay in week 16. So not week 17, which is useless, and no one should ever bet on week 17. Uh, but And, and I'll pull it up because I, I have it handy. I keep it handy because I'm one of my most proud accomplishments. Um if you guys had given me a little bit of heads up, I would have had it ready <laughs> to go back and look at it. Um, yeah. So anyway, for a little context, it was a seven-team parlay, and it was for $100, which admittedly, not a great idea. Don't do that if you're you know, listening at home. Bad idea. But uh, proudest moment, it won me $8,000. So that's good. Uh, and here it is. Here we go. Okay. Raiders, money line plus 280. I forget who they played in week 16. Bengals, money line plus 190. They played the Chiefs. They won. That was a great game. The Cardinals, money line plus 185. They also won. I don't know why they were plus 185 at Dallas. Kyler Murray doesn't lose at Dallas. The Vikings, money line. No, the Rams money line minus one eighty five, and the Chargers money line minus two forty five. All in week seventeen. That was uh, two different, two different bets. There uh, came out to one twenty five to win eight thousand fifty four dollars. Well, that's a pretty. I good lose haul. a lot more than I win, so it's <laughs> that. Uh, but I, I do cover a lot of that on on my other podcast. So there's there's a lot of options to pick from. This just happens to be my most recent big one. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, that's a nice haul. All right, so let's go with this. is a repeat from the last roast the host episode, but I, I feel it's it's repeat worthy. Growing up, which of your two parents was the most psycho? Oh, see, this is so hard. I know both of them are going to listen to this. <laughs> Perfect. So I have to I have to be diplomatic here. Okay. Um you do something wrong, but it's not like career ending wrong. Mom was more likely to fly off the handle and yell at you. But if you did something actually bad and or really screwed up, dad is scary. Way way worse. Okay. So that that's how I would explain it. Um, though both my parents are terrific and, um, I'm very lucky to not have any, uh, any issues like that. So, you know, I was perfect child, never did anything wrong, never got in trouble. Um, so I'm speaking hypothetically. Well, in my family, I was, I got two younger brothers. I'm the oldest and, uh, I was grounded the most by far. I, it was all, almost always grounded, but you know, 30 years. oldest is hard, man. 30 years later, though, out of the three of us, I'm the only one who's not a convicted felon. So, so you're winning. I don't know. I don't know where the turnaround happened, but 
Uh, yeah. Thoughts, Charlie? I uh, I feel like we should all just one day grow up to be just like Job. <laughs> I've met I've met Job's dad, and he's a stellar gentleman. I he looks just like him, though, getting, doesn't he? Uh, you we look, look like similar. him. He doesn't look like you. Um, he's he's a fine he's a fine man. Uh, I don't think I can picture him upset. I guess I could picture him upset, but I don't want to. But I feel like if he was upset at you, it's probably justified. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who would just be angry for the sake of being angry. Well, see now to be for for reference, you know what I'm saying? for reference for those who are listening, the way Charlie met my father is during a playoff elimination for the Red Sox at Fenway this season. So That's against true. the Astros, so it it was tough, and he kept right? his cool. He kept to school. He was the most calm out of all of us. And he was the only one not flying off the handle. Yep. That's very true. Uh, from the remaining 800 people that were there in the ninth inning. Um, I am going to go hit this one up because this is actually, it obviously wasn't this year, and I'm hoping it was several years before. How many years in fantasy sports until you won a title? Well, this is my fourth year playing. I have one title. Came this year. So four and, years. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I play in a lot of leagues. I'm, I'm in five <laughs> leagues this year, so I, I doubled my chances this year over last year. Um, I don't have a great success rate in fantasy sports, especially baseball. I'm really bad at fantasy baseball. Everyone I draft, we know. Gets hurt. We know. I know you both know. <laughs> Everyone I draft gets hurt, and I'm out by like June. Yeah, this was a weird year. I went all in this year, so. For those listening, Job, Terry, and I are all in the league that I commission, and uh, it's it's all family uh, and, and very close friends that are in it. And uh, I went all in. I threw everything out last year. I was going all in for picks, and I was an idiot and drafted Marcelo Zuna from Atlanta, and everything seemed so good. I was in first by like twenty games, and I lost in the finals by two. I was going into Sunday up by two points. You deserve and I lost it. by two. I, I've been dying to win in this league, and I can't get it done. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Well, Meanwhile, the best part one is now g- you have to go through a two-year rebuild. Uh, yeah, because I've, I've choked picks away, because this year I choked away my fifth, seventh, and ninth for Jacob DeGrom, who didn't pitch once for my team. But this is not about me. This is about you, and I will yield to Mr. Cushman. All right. Uh, this would be an easy one for me. Not sure how it would be for you. Which celebrity do you find the most annoying? Oh, this see, this is hard. There's so many. I would say it depends on context. Um, annoying celebrities. I'm not really plugged in. I must be honest. Like, I don't listen to new music. I'm, I listen to the same music that Charlie listened to when he was growing up, like in the you know seventies. But uh, this is hard. I, I, see, I like him as an actor. My answer is Jonah Hill. But I love him as an actor. Outside of acting, everything he does annoys me. <laughs> That's a decent enough answer. I'm a big Jonah Hill fan. But... I, I love Jonah Hill. Well, I think his acting is fantastic. He's funny in everything he does. But everything he says outside of a movie... I think it's annoying. 
All right. Fair enough. Fair for sure. Um, all right, Joe. So you're not off the hook yet. Still be thinking about that embarrassing moment as a kid because well, I, I forgot about that one. Once. That was that's embarrassing. That's is that your most embarrassing? No, but I I fell up the stairs and that, now I'm I'm sorting through it. I'm like that's top five for sure. You you fell up the stairs. That's up there. Yeah, you for sure. Up, so we can I cross that off the, the list. And then fell down the stairs because I was like trying to recover. It wasn't wasn't a fine moment for me. Okay, that's, fair enough. That's um, pretty light. I mean, that, I can think that, of. You, you, oh, never, there's more, Terry. Don't worry. You've there's, never there's like more. crapped your pants in public. I mean, there's got to be some epic story somewhere in there. <laughs> I'm sure there's some think epic about story it, Joe. somewhere, but they're, they're buried deep. All right. The, I'm digging them up. The trauma. The trauma's too bad. <laughs> All right. Earliest Red Sox memory. So probably what? The 2013 World Series? Earliest Red Sox memory? <sighs> okay. So I have a couple of... I have a couple um, my parents are fantastic, and uh, when I was a child, had a lot of uh, health stuff going on, and had to go to Boston Children's a lot. Turns out, the best way to get me to chill out about having to go to Boston Children's was to take me to Fenway. So my earliest childhood memory of Fenway is Pedro versus Roger Clemens. And I want to say it's 2000 and I don't even have the years in front of me. I'm going to say 2002. Mm, I don't even know what years were Roger. What years was Roger on the Yankees? I think he was there uh, at that point. Yeah, and it might have been yeah, 02. He, it might also be 03. Well, he um, I, it was he left to go to Toronto in '97 to '98, '98 to '99. So he joined '99 on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, double check so that. It would be it's Pedro versus Roger Clemens, and it's 2002. Might be 2003, not, actually. Or maybe 2000. Yeah, he was there from '99 so, to '03. Okay, so it's '03 then, and it's it's not peak Pedro, right? It's not 2099 Pedro. Um. But my earliest memory is a game between the two of them and not really understanding, right? Because I'm, I'm too young at that point to actually understand. I still don't really understand what happened until I went back and watched it. But that that game was awesome. Um, and I wish I was five years older so I could have been there and like actually known what was going on. But my earliest memory is, is Roger and Pedro. That's a good one. And then flash forward, it's like the ball's going off Aaron Boone's bat, and then it's 04. Like, I remember everything about the 04 season. Yeah. Actually, that was uh, the end of 03. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I remember Roger and Pedro, nothing else about that season, Aaron Boone. And then I remember all of 04. So there was like some kind of growth going on there for, uh, Five to six-year-old Joe. All right. So let's kind of perhaps touch on that era a little bit, a few years ahead, but uh, let's go with in a game seven situation. You can only pick one of these two pitchers to start the game. Okay. Do you want Chris Sale or Josh Beckett? Beckett. Beckett. Wow. Nice. Here's the thing, though. How long do they have to pitch? I would assume five or six innings. Okay, then I want Beckett. If it's one inning, I might take Chris Sale. 
Fair. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh Beckett was, for a time there, electric. If if I can have Kurt Schilling, that's the guy I want. If I can't have Kurt Schilling, I want Josh Beckett. Yeah, Beckett was the 2007 ALCS MVP in the Indian series. And I mean, he was dominant. A big game pitcher for sure, yeah. And before that, I mean, he took out the Yankees in the World Series, so you always got to love him. With the Marlins, correct. Charlie, thoughts? Um, I would probably err on the side of caution there. If it's a couple innings, probably. Honestly, you can't go wrong for a couple innings past four in a playoff game because we just don't see starters go that well, now, long here's anymore. The thing, we haven't seen Chris Sale have a great playoff run. Ever. Beckett was Ever. made Beckett was made for the playoffs. That's why we got him. Like Beckett, so. Schilling, those guys were made for the playoffs. I mean, I never got to see Kurt Schilling in Arizona. But he was even more dominant than he was with the Sox. And with the Sox, he was a beast. We yeah. co- covered it on the Hall of Fame show last episode. He was actually Kurt Schilling was eleven and two in the postseason. Yeah, so I'll take Kurt Schilling. If I can't have Kurt Schilling in that Beckett versus Sale, it's Beckett. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. So, uh, favorite and worst Red Sox player name to say. Who are you? What are your favorite and your worst Red Sox player names? Like to say pass or what? What's the all time man? No, okay. no limit. I hate Carl Crawford. I hate saying Carl Crawford. I really do. I don't know why, because I actually I liked the signing at the time, and uh, I hated it when he was on the Tampa Bay at the time Devil Rays. So I was big fan, but his name bothers me. I don't know why it just always does, and that might just be recency bias and knowing how it ended. Um, but that bothered me, and he was actually in the same in the same trade as one of the guys that I would say. Uh, is one of my favorites is Nick Punto. <laughs> I like Nick Punto a lot. I also am a big fan of Gabe Kapler. Those are some of my my favorite uh, all time favorite out there. Well, my lifetime favorite. Okay. All time. I mean, I, I can go back. There's some really good ones. I mean, the Splendid Splinter for Ted Williams, for example. Like they don't make nicknames like that anymore. Now it's like. We just call the guys by their initials. K Rod, A Rod. Like it doesn't we don't do that anymore. Um But uh I'm too old to or rather I'm too young. I'm not old enough to remember most of those guys. Um best name in Red Sox history though has gotta be Dewey Evans. I mean, come on. Dwight Evans, that that's a name that people don't actually aren't actually named Dwight, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced he made that up. Like people don't actually name their children Dwight. I'm so impressed that one, you know who that is, and two, that you picked him because that is eons before your time. See, here's the thing, Charlie. I know everyone who ever played for the Sox. Like, we can go back to You're Tris incredible. Speaker. Like, I know everybody. You're incredible. Played for the Sox. Tris Speaker's a good one. If you don't know anything about Tris Speaker, uh, I think his last Red Sox game was 1918. You should look him up. That's an interesting one because. Again, what man is named Tris? T-R-I-S. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how sports athletes have names like you don't... They have interesting names, like, right? Have, I mean, yeah. Coco Crisp is a good one. 
Even you know? Pedroia. I mean, uh, is there another one? No, I mean, there's not really. Yeah. That I mean, and that story that he was telling about. Um, I don't know. Did you guys? I don't know if you listened to uh, John Lester on Section Ten. I know you guys aren't Section Ten fans, but and neither am I, frankly. Uh, but I listened to John Lester, and he was telling that story again. How Pedroia didn't know, or rather, David didn't know that Pedroia's name was Pedroia, and he thought it was just Petey. Am I telling that right? I might be telling that wrong. But uh, one of Ortiz or Pedroia didn't know the other teammate's name, and I believe it was Ortiz didn't know that Dustin Pedroia's name was actually Dustin. Okay. And he thought it was Petey. That's an <laughs> I think that's story. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds like it would be. Yeah. So am I up, Charlie? Yeah, I think that was. Um, all right. So uh, just two more on my list. So if you're gonna watch a movie marathon between these two actors, which one would you pick, Will Ferrell or Jim Carrey? Will Ferrell. I think Jim Carrey is a a better actor in a vacuum. I think Will Ferrell's in funnier movies. Yeah, and because I, I was thinking about that myself, and I love them both, but but Will Ferrell has had better co-stars over the course of his career. That too. Yeah, and I think that's what helps make some of his movies better. Because I mean, well, the writing in his movies, I think, is also. It's tailored to him. Like he is perfect for every role that he plays. Yeah. Uh, and and that's not the case for some other actors. Carry among them. Yeah, and I mean, you've got Anchorman where he had kind of one persona, but when he was in The Other Guys with Mark Wahlberg, those were two totally different characters, and he was hilarious in both of them, I thought. Yeah, or, or Step Brothers is another one where he plays... Yeah. Again, a totally different character, but he's hilarious. And then even, you know, you can go all the way back to Elf, right, which is a kid's movie. That was a good it's one. It's a Christmas though. time movie. He's hilarious. Like, it's it does not discriminate on age because he's just funny. Charlie, thoughts? <sighs> Man, um, I... I felt like Will Ferrell after Anchorman was just tired. I got tired of Will Ferrell movies really quickly. Jim Carrey, I never got tired of him because it was, I don't know, it was kind of, I always found him funny. But then when he got older, he kind of got odd. And Will Ferrell hasn't done anything kind of like loopy. And then Will Ferrell does these weird, funny things with sports and things like that, even after his film. So he started gaining points for me after the fact, like the fact that he thinks he's a good ball player and does things like runs off the mound and steps on the line, things you're not supposed to do, just weird things. As far as, I don't know, man, I feel like if I had to see a movie, one or the other, I'd probably want to see a Jim Carrey movie, but a marathon, that's tough. That's really hard. I'm probably just going to go classic here and go Jim Carrey. You? I I kind of would probably pick Will Ferrell. One highly underrated Jim Carrey movie that never gets any glory, and it wasn't so much a comedy. I mean, there were a few funny parts, but The Majestic was a very, very good movie. 
If uh, I don't think I've seen that one. It's a good movie. Yeah. He, uh, he, the, the plot super quick is he's driving, he gets into an accident, has amnesia from the accident, wasn't otherwise seriously injured. And then he shows up to this town and he looks like a World War II soldier who had died. And this was in the World War II era. So he believes he's that guy because that's what everybody else is saying. And he doesn't know otherwise. And then the movie just kind of goes on from there. And it's, uh, it's a pretty good one. All I'll right, so yeah, uh, so here we go now. Since we're talking about perhaps rectifying some 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 wrongs that we've done, if you could turn the clock back and change one thing, possibly a regret that you've made, what would it be? I could change anything, anything at any course of life, anything that you would be able to change back. A regret, maybe that you made. In the past, recently, there's a there's a couple you could think of. Uh, there's a couple. So, I would say regret one is uh, well, this is really hard. Okay, uh, Charlie, you look way too stressed out, and I don't like it. Um. For those of you watching, Charlie is absolutely dying behind the, the muted microphone right now. And it's actually making me happy. So it's tough to think about something I regret. Um, I regret not doing things a lot more than I, I regret things that I've done. I'm pretty comfortable with a lot of my, my things I've done. I regret not saying yes to a lot of things. I, I was not a fun person. And I regret that. That's probably a big one. All right. Fair. Cool. I know All I'm not right. as fun as Jason on this one because I'm like not going as deep here. But uh, you're Jason young. Was funny. I'm not really like I'm not really gonna be out there like Jason. He's too good. Also, He's don't old. don't drink six shots of Everclear in sixty seconds. That would be a. a that sounds like something you'd turn. You'd probably not do that. Yeah, a message, you know, that's a regret I have. But you were 21, right, Joe? You were 21. Especially not on a Monday night, you know. But you were tw- you were 21, right? At least no, 21. No, I was living in Europe, so it's okay. No, you're... I, I was Okay, 18. good. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Uh, we 18. do want to promote, we do want to be responsible on the show and mention that we're not promoting underage I was drinking anything age. like that. I was of legal age. In the location that you're at. Perfect. Amen. But uh, don't drink Everclear. That's a... That's a big one. I'm a hard cider guy, but all right. My final question. It's a, it's a baseball one. This is perhaps an easy one. Some of the baseball ones are easy. Some of them are hard. We'll see. Favorite Red Sox bullpen arm of all time. Mike Tillman. Really? Notice how fast that comes out. (laughs) Um, I just love his energy. And I don't know, it depends because I, I won't classify Tim Wakefield as a bullpen arm. Like, I just won't. He was a starter for me. That's just how I view him. Tim Wakefield's the right answer otherwise. Um, but I would say Mike Timlin, every time he came out of the pen, he looked like he wanted to kill the hitter. He had those, like, intense, don't talk to me, I'm going to hit you eyes. 
that then in future years we saw with Papelbon, some of those other guys. But for me, Mike Timlin was dominance. I love Mike Timlin. Fair enough. Thoughts, Charlie? Uh, that's, you know, not a bad choice. Uh, Timlin was a, a, always a, a fan favorite. I think he was part of the uh, the Pirates bullpen, if I'm not mistaken, back in, was it, 03 or whatever, where they were, like, banging on the bullpen, the, the Pirates and the uh, bullpen. Um, so that's that's not a bad pick. Um, Who would you go with, my, Charlie? I know that, like the flamethrower i loved jonathan papelbon with the fact that he always looked like he just ran like a marathon like mouth open everything like that <laughs> i know my my favorite reliever's name of all time is a direct tie between koji uehara and uga therbina i just love both of their names but as far as like no love arms Okima? i just thought koji uehara was one of the best names i just plus uehara was someone was good kind of like a, a darling because he got the opportunity based on the fact that the closers that we tried getting all sucked bombed well no they got injured we we had uh i think that was when we had picked up joel hanrahan and um mark melanson back-to-back years and they both failed I, i'm pretty sure maybe i'm mistaken and I, they both went re- on to be successful again elsewhere. actually no no actually i misspoke that's not that year Koji Uehara took over. Well, no, Charlie, you were kind of correct because in in 2013, Hanrahan was going to be the closer. He went. Was down. it Hanrahan? Okay. Yeah, he that, cleaned I, out. I, then was I wasn't sure. Had Tommy John like in May, like he didn't last long yeah. at all. And then Andrew, I don't remember if I was a year off or not. Andrew Bailey was the next man up. Bailey, he, oh my god, Bailey, what a terrible experiment. He he goes down with a shoulder, and he missed most. I think all of the previous year with a thumb injury, so. To get to Koji, you, you go through Hanrahan, Bailey. I think they. Oh, then Andrew Miller was the next man up, and he was pitching well. Then he breaks his ankle. He's done for the season, and then it was back and forth Koji and Tazawa, and then Koji finally kind of set himself apart. And I, I love Junichi Tazawa too. I just he doesn't bring anything to the table that's unique. Yeah, right? like he, he never really did anything different. He was a good, you know, seventh or eighth inning guy, though. Uh, you know, solid. Yeah, definitely. Out. He just he can't be my number one bullpen guy because he doesn't bring anything unique. I think Mike Temlin brought that that energy that you know the bullpen matters and we're going to be engaged in games and all this stuff. Yeah, because we had that was a crazy year. We had because Hanrahan was there, then Bailey, and then Uohara. Was that the order? Miller was after Bailey. Miller came. We in tried after Andrew ba- Miller okay. first. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, and my favorite player of all time is Jonathan Papelbon. I just I love him. I, I, I like of course him. he is. Yeah, the, the intensity. Yeah, but I do get pretty sentimental with Koji just because he was 38 that year, and it was probably the best season we'll ever see in our lifetime. I mean, he had yeah, and now he's now he's bringing the socks a shortstop that Terry doesn't want, and Terry's <laughs> gonna cross him off the list. Koji's done. No, I won't. He'll give us someone else good in the future. He'll be a good ambassador for us. But yeah, I'm not on the the Suzuki train like uh, Charlie and and uh, Andrew are for sure. Add me to that list. You're a pro Suzuki guy. Yeah, uh, I'm pro talent. Well, yeah, Jason and I have pretty strong negative takes on him, but we'll uh, we'll save that for another show. But I guess Charlie, you you went through all yours, right? Yeah, I went first. So it was uh, yep. 10 up, 10 down. Okay. Well, you guys know me. I'll get a little scatterbrained and skip and whatnot. 
Uh, so, all right. So that will wrap it up. Uh, we're going to have midweek, probably Wednesday night, I will release it. Um, the YouTube guys did a video with their uh, like their Red Sox all-time draft, and apparently it got pretty heated. So um, I, I might I, have to go watch that. I have, I've yet to actually have a conversation with the YouTube team. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to watch that. Well, they're they're cranking them out, so they just did their uh, John Lester uh, uh, video with uh, reaction to his retirement and reflected on his career. So uh, definitely check out the Bastards of Boston on YouTube. That is a separate crew. None of us are heard on it, so you're getting fresh material from from. And you uh, don't have to listen to Terry. Look and you that. don't you don't have to listen to me or me, Mister Nasally Monotone Guy. Uh, so yeah. So check those out and we'll be back as things develop. Take care, everyone.